Crom. Greetings, mortals. You are listening to Bourbon and Barbarians, an actual play recording presented by the Cromcast. So we're at nine twenty. Are you guys good to record for a little bit? Like yeah. Another, yeah. Okay. So let's let, let's let me put my kid to bed. Yep. Let's do like all of the things because we're <laughs> we're moving into like final encounter. Okay. And let's go okay. ahead and uh like take a quick ten and then we'll jump into it. Uh, 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 I wonder how many kobolds are behind that curtain. Roll Be- the dice. Behind curtain number one. So, I guess John's not back yet, but I've got a mirror. We can we can try looking around that corner before we all rush in. Although, you have to given the right magic up. weapons, I'm not sure that, that <laughs> you guys will let me do that. I I won't stand in your way. I mean, I'll, yeah, I, I will absolutely I let the, you like, check it. There's a feeling like you guys are like grab these weapons and have this bloodlust to go and I'm standing in the back like, hey, we can we can we can look guys. We can <laughs> and you're just like charging ahead as I stand there with my mirror out like, come no, on, I, I can help. No, I'm I'm still very much willing to 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 listen to a plan. <laughs> but should that plan require brute force, I am immediately ready. Entertaining entertaining proposals. Mm-hmm. This is the RFP. Well, the, that's a proposal. <laughs> oh, you put your jammies on, John. I did. Yes. Jam jams. There were some hard feelings on Rebecca's end about it being bedtime, oh, but yeah. we negotiated, and mm-hmm. I was right. And she and won. She's in bed now. <laughs> Perfect. All right, DM. We're ready to wreck the rest of your module. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you guys, so you guys are back at the the crossroads back at the the nexus of the crisis of the origin of storms where are you going to go are you going north through the the burning pelt the smoldering pelt is that what you're doing or are you going back to the east where you went through the the various like oil cask like storage facility well so i'm gonna i've got a mirror on me i'm gonna suggest that we can use that to look around the bend or into a room without without being uh, able to take damage. Um, especially maybe give me that 10-foot pole. If I can, like, cut a, I don't know, a, a wedge in the end of it and, like, put the mirror in the end of the pole, then I can, like, stand back a little bit and kind of poke it through the... Go for it. To you, I give this 10-foot pole. And scan the room, see what we're up against. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so, basically, you... Uh, spit out the wad of like pine resin you've been chewing on and you use it to fashion your, your mirror to the end of the 10 foot pole kind of thing. Right. Uh, something like that. And you're wanting to basically like get a view like underneath the, the, like the pelt, like where it connects to the floor. Right. You're wanting to like sort of get your mirror in there and see what your, what your eagle eyes can see. Is that right? Yeah, I got. I mean, I, we could do it on the floor. I was more imagining like I'm pressed up against the wall and like 
put it out at like head height and okay. like move the flap back enough with the the pole that okay. I can see with the mirror. Yeah. But I mean, whatever, it, it is yeah. fine. So that's so you're able to do that, and so of course it's a ten foot pole, and you're not able to stretch the whole ten foot. Basically, you're about five feet away from the pelt. Oh, and I don't, I don't like want to manipulating. Use the whole yeah, and so you're 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 snaking it out there, and basically you get the uh, mirror free of the pelt, and you're able to to make some ob- observations. It's hard, of course, to like reconcile the inversions of like how you're seeing this right like top is like top is down and left is right that kind of thing but here are the things that you can say one it's an open room it's not like a tunnel like what you're seeing here is a relatively open room and at least on one of the back walls there's a low lit like brazier that's keeping some low level of light in the room like you're getting like little glimpses of like a fire that's that's not on the ground level, but is like on like a little pedestal. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, and beyond that, you're seeing what passes for a couple of like a uh, like long like tables that you would see in a kitchen or perhaps in a mess hall or perhaps in some sort of like pub that have been like tossed over onto their side. And there's barricades, and you see the occasional like kobold pop its head over the top of that little barricade okay do i get a sense in like five or ten seconds how many kobolds there are or just like more than a handful more than a handful yeah okay uh i'm gonna i'll relay basically all of that to then then to the party okay um, without without needing to like repeat all of it just you know that they don't they don't seem too like they're not pl- they're not they're not plugged into what you're doing here. I mean, if you want to keep watching them, you can uh, and try to get get a sense of their numbers. Like they are, they are on the uh, the, de- the defense, and they are paying attention to that to that specific like entryway where they set it on fire. Like you see the head pop up and like like look at that direction and then pop back down. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell them all that. How? How much? How much do the casks of oil weigh? The ten gallons. Like, could Gro- if we lit a fuse on one, could Groda like heft and throw it over that barrier? Oh man, yeah, you can Donkey Kong them. Yeah, yeah. So let's see here. So, I mean, don't roll a one, but <laughs> of course. <laughs> So is, a that, gallon, is that a possibility looking at it, do I think? So a gallon weighs about eight pounds. So yeah, that's about right. So like uh, one of these casks is like 80 or 100 pounds. That's why I was getting that. Like you can't, you couldn't like manhandle one of these things like with a torch in the right. other it's hand. Right, it's a both hands yeah. scenario. So, so these are like, I mean, these are like uh, 80 or 100 pounds worth of worth of weight. But they are a cask, so they're like they're designed to roll, right? Like that's exactly the whole reason that you have like a cask or a barrel. So uh yeah. You guys could all roll them. Like with the exception of you, Hank, I mean, like the other guys could could get one up. And I mean even you, Hank, like you can you can wrestle one. You're you're a no. shepherd. You're the son of a shepherd. Like you're not estranged to this kind of lifestyle. You're just younger, right? But you could do it. Uh so so what if we what if we pour some of the oil onto a cask and light it on fire and then roll it through? Oh, or like uncork it and then kick it down so there's kind of a fuse. 
Right. And then they're going to pelt whatever comes through there with a <laughs> with a uh, flat an oil flask anyway, right. right? So if a giant flaming barrel comes busting through, they're going to go after that. I like this plan. I like it. And, it's a Swiss, and you know, worst comes to worst, watch. if it doesn't break on the other side, you've got <laughs> your morning star that you don't care about now. Absolutely. You can just throw that thing at it. I absolutely can. It's a Swiss watch. Me and All right. So, I, I like that plan. So you're getting your cask of oil. You're basically going to pop the pop the cork and like roll it so that you're trying to leave like a splatter trail that mm-hmm. you can light up. Is that what I'm hearing? Right. Okay. So who's who's the roller? And like how like you're going to be rolling blind. So basically all we can say is that you need to make sure that you push it hard enough that it gets like past the pelt. Right. So if two of us do it, is it. Could I use the 10 foot pole like as they're like rolling it up to like move the pelt out of the way at the last second to give it enough room? I think we're creating a new competitive sport in the north. I totally think so. (laughs) It's like reverse curling. It is like a lot like curling. Um, Everything's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this this is easily doable. You've got strapping young lads. You've got these casks of oil. You can easily get one of them in position. I mean, so so as far as you're going to do it. So my question is, are you wanting to just like bust ass and push the flask so hard that it just like rolls and like hits the wall? Is that what you're wanting to do? Or like like gets into the room as far as you can get it? Cool. I, I think so. I, I mean I'm yeah. the only one nodding my head, but I, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. If it, it should it should it hit the other side of the wall and bust open and explode, that's more fine. to the good. Yeah. Yes, that's totally fine. Okay. So cool. we have to push it hard enough to do something like that. Yep. Yeah. Alright. So you guys are gonna do it. Uh I think the easiest way to do this, I mean, there's no need to roll to roll any sort of decks. Like you okay. guys are going to easily be strong enough to get it in there. I think the key is to just make sure that you don't screw up and like accidentally like cast the cask to the side so that it like breaks there in the hallway, right? Right, like, exactly. Yeah. So, which is a good idea for two of us, right? To push the barrel so it stays. Yep. On a straighter path. So just to make it easy, 2d6 on both of y'all. Like, this okay. is a very simple task. Just make sure you you get under your decks. One of y'all does to correct. Yeah, I got six. Yeah, I okay. got a seven. Yeah, so you guys get it. Uh, and so you're able to blast this thing out there. And so who's going to, like, strike up the fuse? I mean, it's not you two, so it's yeah. either going to be Hank or Grota, one of the two. Yeah. Um, so is somebody going to, like, like try to light this thing? One of right. y'all has a torch. Grota fuse first. Grota's got the torch, and, I, and I'm trying to hold the pelt back for them, right, so the I, I say Grota does it. Listen, I'm hot with axe energy, but yeah, right. fine. Light I guess it up, I'll Grota. take the time to light your fuse. Light it up. I love it. Come on. Light my fire. Let's go. <laughs> so so basically, you guys blast the, the cask and again, that's 100 pounds of like, flame, like oh, oil that's about to be a flame. And I would like to say I, I envision Grota just sort of shaving the floor with the axe to create a spark, uh-huh. right? Like all badass, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it strikes up, and it's just very much the... And it just sort of like within a, a, a ghost's whisper zips up to to the flask and you guys don't see it because it's beyond like the yeah. pelt is there yeah. <laughs> but what you hear is is unholy 
hell on the other side of the flask, like, or on the other side of the the pelt. Like, you hear a multitude of voices that are on flame with... (laughs) With, with the the holy rock and roll that you just you just rolled. This in. is not helping Grota's <laughs> struggle. <laughs> the evil creatures, Grota. Single tear. In this world, there is good and there is evil, and there's Grota. And there's Grota. All right. So, was it enough to get all of them, or do we even know? I think uh, we don't know. We don't know. Okay. Roll a uh, a three d six. Nine, eleven. That's under your wisdom. It's exactly my wisdom. Okay, it is multitudes hotter and brighter on the other side of that pelt than what you saw before. (laughs) All right, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Uh, We just Molotov kegged these kobolds. That is awesome. I mean, it's it's burning. Yeah. So. you can't go in there for a good little while. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> hey, wait. I mean, you was, can't. Was Arena in there? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Did anybody check to see if Arena was in that room? Oh, no. I didn't see her. Oh, no. What we are I flushed done? with magic rage. Do we just want to burn it all down? Uh, I mean, if she, w- if she wasn't in there, that would be an amazing retcon for the DM to make. I love that just, the first idea is just set it on fire. I'm dying. I'm just doling out links, All right. links of rope <laughs> to you guys. Hey, uh, it was a good hook, and, and it got us, and this is where we are. No. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so after an extended amount of time, I mean, basically on the order of the amount of time that you guys waited before, the the fire like the flames do subside you never felt like any heat i mean you heard mm. you heard the the cobalt screams you smelled of course burning on the other side as it was leaking out and there was the smoke uh but it does finally sort of give way and all is relatively quiet on the other side of the pelt i mean with that, with the exception of like the little bit of fluttering of flame that you hear and the human girl screaming <laughs> You never that's heard awesome. a human girl screaming. That's good. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. That's good. Well, that's that's a relief. Yeah. Uh, what's it look like with your mirror, Hank? Uh, I'll check it out. Same as before. Straight up smoke. It's all smoke. I mean, it is. It is a smoky, smoky world in there. All right. I can't see anything. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go in and check it out. All right. Who's going first, then? I say I vote whoever goes in first, like runs and does a ninja roll into the room, just to like grow to go first and just start spinning around. (laughs) (laughs) Big axe energy. Let's do this. I'm in. I'm going. Okay. So you're just blasting in there. Yep, Leroy Jenkins. All right. So so you 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 run in there, and as you hit the pelt, like at this point, it's been singed on the other side a couple times over, and the second time, of course, there was like like napalm death that was that was lit in there so so the pelt comes down and as it does like the smoke is just billowing out over you guys that are in the in the alleyway and it, it's just it's just a smoke 
blackness that's that's in this room, right? So quickly, uh, Groda is just lost in a in a in an ashen like cloud. This mirrors the journey in his soul currently. <laughs> uh, Can we yell to Groda? Is there anything in there you see? Yeah, yeah, Groda. So you hear your party yelling at you. Hey, what do you see, Groda? Smoke. It's, that is exactly <laughs> what you see. It's burning your eyes. It's burning. Right. Your, it's burning your lungs, and you feel that you only have a couple more gasps of air before you're going to be like gasping in just just the acrid smoke that ultimately will will lead to your death. Get out, grow to retreats. Yeah. Go ahead. Can roll. I go back no, to the cave? Go ahead and roll three d six. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Heat thirteen. Is that under your intelligence? <laughs> uh, I think you know that that is not the case. Yeah. So uh, you you're you're uncertain which way. So you just you we just are so dumb. You, you go the way that you think you want to go, and you just you just run. Should have tied a rope to him. You just run full blast. And uh, hit a wall like hard enough that it like rattles your brain. I like that we're playing <laughs> this. One I have apparently. <laughs> we're playing this as though these characters are kids, but we're doing it inadvertently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm 18. Right, exactly. We've never dungeon crawled before. Okay, quickly give me the rope, and I'm gonna tie one end around like my my hand, just a loop around my hand, around my wrist, mm-hmm. and I'm going in. And I'm going to try and find Groda. Okay. And so I'm going to get low because uh, smoke rises. This is true. And I uh, want to try and try and avoid that as best I can. Right. So you're staying low. Groda, uh, you hit a wall and uh, it didn't knock you out or anything. It's just that you, you know that you didn't end up back with your party like you anticipated. Right. Uh, Keep talking. Yeah, it feels like it feels like that my like I thought my voice like yeah. that it was low. That channel is going out. I yeah. think. Okay, so Groda, you like you you took off and you ran into a wall and it didn't knock you out or anything, but basically you did not end up back with your party like you expected. So at this point, you hear your compatriot uh, come in and and Uleg is saying. You know, Groda, where are you, Groda? And he's 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 coming roughly towards you, uh, but you're like hugging a wall. What do you do, Uleg? Uh, I'll move toward the sound yeah. of his voice. He's he's not far. I mean, it's just crouch down low. It's just you can't see, right? So, so you're able to get an, about another ten paces. Look for his boots. About another five paces, maybe in, and you mm. you come in. I mean, he's hard to miss. He's a he's a big ass oxen like you, you're gonna run into him uh look for the so glowing gonna, axe yeah and so uh brondo just for you like mm-hmm. basically you had like 50 feet of rope yeah you've given out about over half of it but you okay. still have a, a a very good supply of your rope left over there all right yeah um gonna get to him i'm gonna uh put my hand on him mm-hmm. kind of smack him in the face if i can mm-hmm. find his face so you okay yeah Groda, no. you guys are both at this point gasping. I mean, you're you're starting to suck in a lot of the 
a lot of the smoke, you okay. know. Uh, so can I yell? Can I yell? Uleg, do you have him? I've, yeah. So I'm gonna All grab right. him. So I'm gonna start and pulling and, the rope back, and I'm as much effort as I can because he's a big dude. Just <clears throat> try and drag him. Yep. It's it's inelegant, but you can do that. I'm gonna sort of tug. Yep. The rope this way to to get them both back through. Okay. So you're able to fish them back out. Hank, what are you doing? Oh man, uh, I don't know at this point. I don't have any magic that would help. Okay, well that's fine. I mean, you can be there just sort of like like keeping watch. So at this point, you guys are able to get uh, Groda and Uleg back out, and you know while the smoke and the ash is still billowing over you, you can breathe a little bit easier here, right? Especially like. In the lower strata within this tunnel. Uh, you did see, as you guys were being pulled out like towards the entrance, entrance uh, a handful of like burned remnants of materials. I mean, you get the sense that this cask... I mean, what? It was like 10 gallons of gasoline that just sort of like mm. covered the floor. It just lit it up, right? Yeah. And so anything that was in there just went, went up. So you saw a couple mounds of materials that were burnt. And maybe they were kobolds. Maybe they were other bits. But oh, no. uh, Grota, you didn't necessarily like stumble over any of the any of the large tables that were tossed over as barriers, right? Didn't even get to use my axe. It was stupid. I hate it. Kind of. It's kind of anticlimactic, right? <laughs> well, you still yeah. you still struck the floor and created a spark like a badass. <laughs> yeah. That was a good moment. I didn't see much. Uh, there wasn't much to see, fellas. All right. Well, perhaps we should wait out the smoke. I guess <laughs> that's that's our only recourse. Yeah, we can. It's billowing. Yeah. And uh, it... should we go back up the stairs? Yeah. How far are we going to have to retreat from this room before we're? So long as you're staying low, we'll just say that you guys can be like, like it's it's where you're at. It's it's breathable it's just when you go in there you can't see right and on top mm-hmm. of that if you're standing up you're getting mouthfuls of smoke so it's just an issue of navigation i would say uh the room is fairly large like from what you guys know with brondo it's at least 30 feet deep and you have mm-hmm. no idea like how wide it is but it's it's it is by far the largest room that you've encountered so far it's not like like the other room that had the pitfall trap mm-hmm is like at least a quarter of this. This is much larger. Okay. Yeah. So if you give it some time, it's going to clear out. But if you want to keep going in and exploring, you can. You're just, as you guys have have seen, you're going to need to stay tethered up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as, as much as I want to smash things with this newfound icy intensity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're going to wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to thin out. And how are you guys going to go back in and explore? Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to cut a bit of cloth off of my shirt. Uh-huh. Pour some water from my water skin onto it. Right. Hold that over my face. I feel like and you've watched a Western or two. I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do that and see how it works. It given works that I've surprisingly never, well. <laughs> yeah, I've, given that I've never done that in real life. It's like the characters playing the dungeon. <laughs> no, it works great. I mean, that kind of approach gets you in there and buys you enough time that you can sort of fish around. You're still not going to see as much as you would, if, of course, if it was clear, like clear, open 
vision, but you can sort of fish around in the murk and get a sense of what the room is. So you're doing that. Basically, this room is about 30 to 40 feet deep by 50 to 60 feet wide. On the western edge, there were a couple different braziers uh, that were previously holding fire and keeping the room lit. On the northern end, there were a couple of those tables that were turned over that the kobolds were hiding behind. Mm. And behind that, you see a variety of kobold bodies. Right, that's what you see. Any apparent exits? So, as you're working your way around the room, like you're thinking about, hey, how am I going to get out of here? Two different things. On the eastern wall, you find an actual hard wooden door. And on the western wall, you see stairs that go deeper down and that's all you know is that there's stairs that sort of like a stairwell that goes deeper down to the west are they centered or is one off centered uh they the uh the stairwell is in the northwest corner whereas the uh door is east central okay if we go down that should help avoid the smoke that's true I'm going to listen at that door. <clears throat> okay, so you go over to the door. It is it is dead silent at that door. This is a standard door, and you could open it. Like it's it's just a wooden like door with 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 iron sort of banding that holds it together, like your standard sort of dungeon door. Opens in or out, or is it hard it to tell? It opens in towards you, so you could open it inward. Okay. Hmm. You fling you it open. Go first. You wanna... I'm not going to fling it open. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am going to. Here's what I want to do. I'll need help. We'll need the rope. Got it. I want to tie the rope to the doorknob, and then I want to stand to the side. And then when I turn the door, if, is there a knob or just a handle, or how does it? It's a. It's just a like a, a metal handle, and mm-hmm. it could be barricaded in from the inside, but there's no barricade. Like a. When I say a barricade, like a, a crossbar. Right. Should we ready a barrel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, reload the barrel. Uh, I'm going to tie the rope to it, uh-huh. and then we're going to try and pull it open toward us. Okay. I don't want to stay, like, at least 10 feet away from okay. that door. You you pull it, and it opens not totally easily, but it, it does come open. It's, it is not a door that sees a lot of you, so it creaks a little bit. As soon as you open it up, of course, that just facilitates smoke flow mm-hmm. out as well. Okay. Is go, anything? No, nothing. Seems nothing to, else. Nope. Okay. Okay. Go to the go to the now open door mm-hmm. with a torch and look, peer in. Okay. It is a uh, it's a stairwell that leads back up. So if you think back to how you came into the dungeon, this is mm. this is also going up. Okay. So go ahead and roll 3d6. Nine. Under your wisdom? Yep. So you could deduce that this would take you back up to ground level. Okay. Okay. No threats. No. Nope. Just, okay. Okay. Of, just see a stair. All, all just see quiet. a stair. So maybe, okay. Maybe we can use that door to, to run <laughs> and ret- retreat if we need to. Okay. Do we want to go down the stairs? Sure. I'm up for it. Okay. So you're going to the other, to the, the northwest corner? Yep. So we'll oh, go okay. down instead of up. Yeah. So no. at this point, you guys are all in the room. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So you guys are all sort of like holding on to one another's butts or like rope or... <laughs> nah, butts. Pole, you had it right. Yeah. Yeah. You're grabbing each other's butts, something. And I'm going to assume the marching order is Groda, Brondo, Uleg, Hank. 
I see no reason to change okay. it. Yeah. So, so Groda, you are going down, down, down the, the stairwell. The fire. And you go, you go about 20 paces and you hit a similar pelt that's in front of you. Where's the stick? Yeah. Not again. Uh, I mean, you don't you don't hit it. You see it though, and and you've encountered this before. So so it's a similar situation. I I can I'll use the mirror again to like move the pelt to the side to see if it can scope out the room. Let me get out of the way first. So uh, so you're doing that, and and you hear a relatively high pitched voice and say, "You can come in. They're all dead at this point." Uh, does it sound like a what, what language and does it sound like a girl or it's like the a flowers? Girl? It's the fl- <laughs> flowers. <laughs> yeah, it, it is in the standard tongue of the Northlands, and it is a human woman that's speaking it. It's in floral. Yep, and some of you recognize the voice. Is it Arena? It is Arena. That's the voice that you hear anyway. We'll call call out. I call out to her. Okay. My name. She says, yes, yes, it's a bit smoky. Come get me. All right. I feel like Hank is going to cut us all to go in there and do this. I mean, I'm closest, so I'm going to, like, fling the pelt to the side and, like, step into the room. All right. As poor of a decision as that might be. So what you see here is Arena, and she's wearing, like, her standard, like, uh, like light checkered blue, like, peasant's dress. She's She's not in a get up right like this is what she was abducted in uh and it's a little bit a little bit smudged she's got some some bruises across her body and a little bit of soot that's on her from from the flames of course uh but on top of that i mean she's just drenched in in blood like on her on her arms right and at her at her feet is a relatively large kobold that's that's gone he's dead he's he's been he's been taken care of and and she's she's there, sort of like collecting her things <clears throat> as if, as if she was just re- waiting for her like bus to show up so that she could get on out. <laughs> nice. Like she took care of this dude for us. Yeah. Great. Well, we well, also killed two giant spiders. Yeah. That's so right. you're welcome. We're here to rescue you. And started several small and large fires. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm I'm glad I did not smother to death. So the cobalts brought you here. They did. They did. I I don't know what this is about, but I'm I'm glad that we can get out of here. Well, let's uh, let's get you home. Is she's there pretty else? Ma- she's pretty matter of fact. Like she's uh, she's all business, which you guys can appreciate. She's I, I don't know. You get the sense here that she that she dispatched the uh, the cobalt like war chieftain easily enough, uh, and and she's like getting herself together to to make haste. Like I don't know. Hank, is she glowing? Is she magic? Uh, I, ha- I have to touch them to find out. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. God. It's your dream. I- I'm going to walk up to her, like, real awkward-like. Like, kind of just, like, reach out and put a hand on her. But, like, I'm-, I'm glad you're safe. She she kind of brushes you aside and says, What of this? <laughs> yeah. You're a peasant. She's the burgomaster's... Yeah daughter this, this what did true. you think was gonna happen does she know any of us does she recognize us uh i mean that's a fair question so let's see i mean she would have the most chance to recognize groda and 
I mean, probably Grota just from being there at the stables. Yeah. And then Hank, right? Oh yeah. So so she she does recognize you, Grota. Like like you you see a little bit of that dawning in her eyes. I mean, you're kind of a big dude and kind of hard to miss. Like <laughs> you stick out. I mean, I think the way you worded it too is your character is a little bit froggy eyed, right? Or like frog like. Like you're yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're a big dude, but yet you kind of got a a, a double blinky kind of habit, and you're a little bit fishy eyed. So. I mean, I'm not saying you're the. He's got a look. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So he leans you, into. You've it. also stared death directly in the face multiple <laughs> times today. <laughs> so she recognizes you and and is more friendly towards you. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just gonna be like, hey, you want to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> she says that would be great. Uh, we should we should we should do that. In the room, there's there's like a uh, a large stone. Uh, in another, like in a church, it would be an altar, but basically like a stone foundation in the center part of the room. That's almost as if it's like an altar or like a uh, a large uh, dais or something like that. Are there any sort of markings on it that uh, would, I would recognize? Uh, if you go up to it, uh, there are, there is some Dorvin that's carved into it. Okay. Does anybody know Dorvin? Um, I only have common written. Yeah. I mean, you recognize that it's Dorvin and you deduce that from your explorations of the, the stronghold otherwise, but you can't read what it is, but there, there's something that's carved like on that, that dais, right? Uh, but, but outside of that, there's the, the dead chieftain, there's the various, Materials of the the chieftain, and then there's arena. Does do we know or do I know if anybody in town knows dwarven? Like, if we if I copy this down real quick as we're packing up, could could somebody translate it when we get back? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like dwarven is like outside of the 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 Kalish and the common speak of the land. Dwarven is the next sister language. Like that's. While it's rare for you guys to run into the dwarf, it's not something that that doesn't happen. Like you do run into the occasional like dwarven merchant that comes through. Like and, okay. and historically, like decades and a century ago, dwarves were everywhere. They're just not here in the north now. That things have gone like sideways. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a minute and copy it as best I can. Like not knowing the language, it's like you know copying symbols without without knowing what they are so trying to get it uh just like in on the back page of my spell book or something where i've got some paper okay easily done while he's doing that i'll talk to irena she's uh she's friendly enough but it's clear that she's she's business she wants to get out of there she's like can we can we get out you came through the smoke we should go guys let's leave because the more i hold this warhammer the more i want to smash something with it and if i can just go smash some rocks it'd make you feel better that would make me feel totally better and we can get Take out of a cold this place. shower let's get out of here i mean we we came this we did what, what we, we came, came to for. do yep this is what we came for yes let's make tracks okay well if i'm done writing then now I'll, I'll fall in with that cool okay so you guys are able to retrace your steps. You know also that if you just sort of hu- hug the western and the southern walls, you're going to get back out of the room that you came 
at least the room that you came from. Is that where right. you're wanting to go out the way you came in? I think so. We yeah. can throw some some rations to the cobalt that's in that pit. Hank, don't forget your venom sacks. Right. Oh, I'm venom gonna sacks. grab them venom sacks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can't forget my venom sacks. You get your you get your venom sacks, and uh, you guys are able to exit the uh, lair the same way that you came in. And I mean, there's smoke that's like not billowing out, but wisping out at this point in time because it's been a good while since you since you lit some fires. Uh, and you come out. If I recall, you entered in middle of the day ish. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's getting relatively dark. Uh, like like evening is going to be setting sometime sometime soonish. I mean, not like in the next like ten minutes, but in mm. the next like hour. Or so you're not going to be able to get back to town between now and when dark falls. Mm. Do we want to go? Do we want to stay in that little parapet little, tower thing yeah, that was tower. right outside? Yeah, I feel like that would be more defensible than than the cave. Yeah, yeah. we'll do that. Set I think watch. He, I think you guys destroyed the ladder. Right, but. Yeah. At least we would be inside and inside not, the hall. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you can definitely do that. You're not going to be able to get up the parapet. Hey, did you guys see that that cobalt that was in the hole is uh, totally dead? I did not even notice. Yeah, um, that's very strange. That is did, weird. Must have, must have tried to climb out and fell on his head. How was it? Grodo did, did not do that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sad. <laughs> So uh, you guys are getting in, like, basically you're taking refuge inside of the, the small uh, uh, outpost area. Yep. And and uh, Arena says, yeah, like she's looking up at the sky and kind of gauging, gauging night, too. She said, you know, we wouldn't make it to the cemetery before dark, nor would we make it into town. It makes sense that we would want to, like, stay here. Hunker down, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. <clears throat> So we're going to camp with Arena. Yep. Take shelter. All right. So uh, are you guys going to light a fire? Are you going to post watch? What are you going to do? Is there wood? I mean, I guess there's remnants of the ladder and things like that. We could. You can do that. Cool. Okay. So you guys are just. From the cobalt. You guys are hunkering down for the night, right? That's right. Yep. All right. So you guys are passing the night. It goes uneventfully through Groda and then Brondo and Hank's watch. Uleg, when it gets to the point that you're the watch, and you're the last one, like, the last vestiges of of the night are passing on your watch. So you're basically holding out through the daylight hours, and you're sitting there, the fire's burned down. It's, it's cold, right? Like, I think we said that we're getting into the, 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 the wrap-up of the the summer season, right? Like recall that arena was collecting flowers on the slopes. Like, like fall is soon upon you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's a, it's harvest time and that's what's facing you. So it's cold out, right? So you're like pretty much hunkered over. You got your cloak laid over your shoulders and you're just sort of like keeping your ears open, but you're not going to see much within this, within this little, uh, this hovel or this watchtower that you're in either anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you start to hear sounds that are outside of the watchtower and seem to be making passage along the, like right outside the wall. 
Okay. Yep. I'm going to be as quiet as I can and listen. Okay. You can hear it. Uh, it's it's a shambling and it's a shuffling that's passing. I'm going to pick up a rock, like a small rock mm-hmm. that I could chuck at one of my compatriots to wake him up mm-hmm. if I need to. Okay. I'm going to continue listening. Okay. It's... Oh, There's shambling that you're hearing, like, sort of passing outside... Uh, a pass past the the watchtower, and it seems to be moving uh, south away from you. Okay. Uh, so long as it doesn't sound like there there's anything moving any closer, I'm going to not make any noise. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that happens, and then the rest of the, uh, the the last bits of night pass uneventfully, and the dawn comes on. And you guys are all sort of waking up and, and getting yourselves together. I'll tell them that uh, obviously I heard something in the night. Don't know what it was, but it was shuffling by and moaning. Hmm. I guess uneventful is better than you know. Is everyone good to go? We we want to get Arena. You want to get home? Yep. Let's get her home. All right. So Arena is 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 happy to get home and you don't have to tell her twice you guys all strike out south and really we can we can wrap up the module here with saying that you're able to move what like the the couple hours you pass through the cemetery you move a couple hours past that and you end up back in coldfield and arena is delivered to the burgermeister and uh things end at least for the moment, happily ever after.